Hey guys, welcome to the You Make the Scene podcast. My name is Josh. This is episode number 37. First off, I want to say thank you guys for all the support you've given me since we started this. I've gotten a lot of really good feedback and I really appreciate that. Um, and, you know, the plan is to keep bringing you awesome interviews and and talking to people that you want to hear from. So today on the episode, I have August Brody. If you haven't heard of him, I don't know what you've been doing because he should definitely be on your playlists like right now. Well, not right now because I want you to listen to the episode, but after the episode and after you hear what he has to say, definitely go put him on your playlists. Um, he's got a couple new singles out. We talk about that. We talk about his writing process, his kind of how the production goes for him, uh, plans for 2020, even though COVID has messed everybody up. Um, we talk about Elvis a little bit. Uh, we talk about Looney Tunes a little bit. Uh, so yeah, it's a really cool episode and I think you guys are really going to enjoy hearing what this dude has to say. And, um, I think he's making some music that a lot of people can relate to. So let's jump in to this week's episode, my conversation with August Brody. Um, for, for people that are tuning in to the, uh, to the episode today, let's uh, start off with your name and just a quick background on yourself. Yeah, um, I'm August Brody. I'm a upcoming Canadian artist um, who is blending uh, hip-hop, emo, nostalgic-type genres and, uh, you know, making a, making a new sound. Yeah, awesome. So, yeah. um, you know, I've, I've obviously listened through pretty much the whole catalog, I think, on, on Spotify and everything, and I think it's a... You know the the kind of emo rap thing has has been seeing a little bit of a surge over the last couple of years, but I think you have a kind of unique take on it. It's not um, I, it's more fluid with the genders, I think, uh, or not the genders, but the genres. Um, so I think it's um, yeah, you know, like like Lil Peep. It was it was definitely rap with emo lyrics, whereas you, I think, are a little more of of both. You've got hip hop beats emo lyrics but it's a little more fluid it feels a little more natural i think yeah thanks i mean yeah that's uh kind of what i was going for um yeah that's just kind of you know how, how i can't how i started uh how i got into songwriting and all that stuff was mainly rap so i was mainly a lyricist at first and you know i've just worked on it so much that it's just become my own thing it's good to hear that it's unique because i mean i hear it a lot right. <laughs> so it must be true and like but like i like i i that i put pressure on myself sometimes to you know really try to uh do something different because i i, I know it's so easy to be just influenced by you know everyone i listen to and you know what's hot on the charts and stuff like that so yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so let's let's dive into your your past a little bit. How long have you been doing um, sure. kind of the, for lack of a better term, I guess the the mainstream side of the music? Um, you know, you've obviously been a lyricist and and written for a mm -hmm. while, but how long has it been like you as a project? Yeah, August Brody started in two thousand eighteen, January. 
Awesome. Um, so yeah, I put out my first um my first project, and then we just recorded it. So I'm from a small town in Canada called Thunder Bay, and that's where I live and I work. And music was kind of like a passion of mine. Um, and so what I do is I fly to Toronto to record, and I recorded. I ended up uh, ordered like renting a bunch of equipment to make a little studio in one of my buddy's condos, downtown Toronto. And we put out the first project, which was for you. And I just sat there and kind of did it myself. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so we dropped the first project. It was more of an R and B thing. I was really heavily influenced by Drake and the weekend. And I was really into R and B. That was like this thing. And I think, um, mainly because it was just dark and moody. Right. So I think, I think that kind of like shows off a little bit in my, in my music coming forward obviously but um yeah so i was really into that we did that we put out the first project and it got some love right away on spotify editorials they put it on new music friday canada i i at this point i had no idea how any of that stuff works so it was like a shock to even see that you know they would right. even consider me out of all the people that were dropping music at that time especially so terribly recorded and like <laughs> just did it myself so hey it was cool though and at that point i was like oh like wow i'm getting recognition off the first thing and i was like you know what i i had so much fun doing this i'm gonna do it again and it just kind of spiraled and i put out like i don't know i think it was like 12 singles like one single a month that whole year it was crazy yeah see and that, that's yeah. that's the cool thing is when it is um and I think it ties into maybe, you know, some of your emo um, kind of roots, but the the DIY yeah. aspect of it, you know, like it, so many kids think, oh, I've got to go rent a studio space. I have to pay somebody to do this and that and, and you know, try to start at the top. And it's like, but if you start down at the ground level and start building yourself, you're going to have so much more invested into it um not necessarily well sometimes money i guess but just emotion yeah. and, and passion and you'll know exactly as you build what you want your sound to be and how to be authentic 100 percent. i think like with you saying that like it was definitely like i mean i guess people people probably still think but like people thought i was crazy they're like what what, what do you mean like you're gonna you know like people think that these dreams like you can't achieve them but with hard work, dedication, and, you know, putting your all into something that you believe in, like, success to me isn't blowing up and becoming a huge, a huge rock star, like, you know, I know that'll come with it, but success to me is just being happy and what I'm doing, and that's kind of where, you know, that's, it's almost like you can do anything you put your mind to, it's like, that's not a joke, you can actually do it, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, you know, kind of what you were saying there is, um, and I've had this conversation with a few artists where, you know, yeah, the money is great. Let's not lie. Everybody mm -hmm. wants money. But yeah. to, to measure your success solely on the money, you're going to lose yourself through the business. And I think like what you just said, coming up through everything and and measuring success with not necessarily the money, but how do I feel like that record went, you know, how did fans take yeah. it? Things like that are going to be so much more impactful than cool. Here's another check. Now don't get me wrong. If it's, you know, million dollar checks, <laughs> we all want those, but that helps. Too, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know, I, I think again, back to the authenticity part of it, like 
you can tell who's out there just to make money and who's releasing stuff just to make money. For sure. Yeah, 100%. And, uh, yeah, I mean, like, are you having fun doing it? Because <laughs> if you're not, then why are you doing it? You know what I right. mean? And, that's, and I, have, I have the most fun when I'm creating and when I'm making music. And the way I've been maturing so much with my music, like, these two years, my sound has seen just, like, a total shift in what it's become and what it's about to come next is just completely like it's just the next step up and you know leveling up in that way has just been so fun it's just great and i've been smashing goals so it's just i'm happy yeah yeah and and that's the important yeah. part man is is being happy yeah. within yourself you know like it, it's mm-hmm. one of those things where I think, again, a lot of people look strictly at the numbers, look at just the paychecks coming in and stuff. And even outside of music, you know, like look at your friends that are working retail jobs or whatever. Like some of them are mm-hmm. just chasing the money and some are doing what they love, making less money, but they're fucking way happier. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Awesome. So, um, yeah. Let's talk a little bit about how, how did you get into, um, you know, we, we've talked about kind of where you began, but how did you get into yeah. kind of mixing your own stuff? And, you know, was that something that you've always known how to do or like went to school for, or was it completely, I'm going to do this and I'm going to figure no. it out? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, that was it. I'm going to do this. I'm going to figure it out. And um, yeah, it was just like, I don't mix and master my own stuff now. Right. Um, and I, I leave that up to the professionals and my engineers an absolute beast. So I let that be. But when I started, you, I mean, you, it's just like anything. I taught myself how to sing. And, and since then I've been working with a vocal coach and she's amazing, but you know, like I taught myself to sing, I taught myself guitar. I taught myself how to self-record myself with a USB mic. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I taught myself GarageBand. I taught myself logic. It's just, if you want something, you're going to take the necessary steps to do it and a lot of youtube <laughs> right a lot of a lot of trial and error a lot of stuff that didn't work and still doesn't work and i'm still learning but yeah no i never had any musical background that's the crazy thing i just always loved music yeah so and, yeah i was gonna say and sometimes you don't need to you know like it's one of those yeah. those i've had a couple artists similar to you that have had that background where like I, did, I wasn't in band in school. I didn't, you know, we didn't have a group that hung out or anything. I just one day was like, I think I can do this and I want to do this. Let's see what happens. And it's worked out, you know, phenomenally well ever since. Yeah, I think, yeah, like I used to look up to like people were in bands in high school and I'd be like, that's the coolest thing. Like I want to start one, but I did not know how to play an instrument right. and did not know how to sing. So I'm like, sitting there like oh i want to do that so bad but like no not realizing at that point in my life when i was that young that like that this was actually an attainable thing that you could that you could do for yourself so yeah so it's been it's been self-taught it's been a lot of reaching out like i mean even just trying to get into a scene that i'm not even in that i don't even live in in thunder bay there's not much of a music scene here it's like you know i don't even think we have we don't have open studios to even record so yeah, it's like, you know, just going in and just pushing myself and trying to, you know, link up with people and messaging my engineer and hoping that he was going to believe in me and, you know, that kind of stuff. It's just been, I've just been going with it. Yeah. And I, that's something yeah. that I've recently talked to a couple um, more DIY side of, of bands about is, you know, just 
if you put it out there, yeah, you're going to get some no's, and we'll definitely talk about the rejection in the music industry. But, you know, you're going to get some no's, but eventually somebody's mm-hmm. going to take that chance on you, and everything changes at that at that moment. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, 100%. Yeah, so um, the DIY thing, uh, you know, let, let's touch on that now, I guess, is a good time. Um, you know, going well, through everything, trying to, you know, start up, you record your own stuff. You're trying to book your own stuff as far as, you know, whether it's shows or studio space or whatever. What's that 100%. kind of been like for you to learn that side of it and, and kind of get that rejection and see what, what goes into those jobs specifically? Yeah, for sure. So I actually haven't played a live show just yet, and I'm really excited to, and I've been preparing for it. Um, so I don't have anything to touch on that. But I mean, just in general, like, you know, people in the music industry are just very, there's a lot of, uh, it's just clicky, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, if you're not, if you're not from there or grew up around it or have been put in, then they don't give you the time of the day for the most part. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like, I've been told no, oh my God, a million <laughs> times. Right. It's been, it's been crazy. Like, you know, and it, and you know, it makes you feel like, what am I, what am like, is this even attainable? Like, that's where you go. Like, am I even going to do this? Like, is this going to happen? Like doubt is just like creeping in when, you know, you're told no so often or, you know, cause it's, it's not easy. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I mean the do it yourself thing is just basically all I've been doing and it just becomes it just became a habit to me to be honest with you. Like <laughs> it's just like okay, well, I have to do this. Like I don't have any team, I don't have a manager. Um, you know, I don't have I don't have like all those people that move those pieces and make those connections. I have to do that myself and it's a lot of emailing, it's a lot of late nights and it's a lot of hard work, but like I said, I know I have something special and unique and I know once it falls upon the right ears, it will, uh, you know, it will, I'll be, my, my whole, my whole thing is I just like to quit my job here and just become a full-time musician. So right. Right. not asking for too much, you know? So, but yeah. you know, honestly in, in today's, uh, society, as things change, especially, you know, within the streaming services and things like that, I think it's, are you going to be a, a millionaire type, you know, musician? Are you going to jump up and, and be, you know, Drake or anybody like that right away? No. But is no. it more reasonable now, you know, to think about everything in the digital age with streaming and everything else? Like your reach is is literally worldwide versus back in the day where it was like, OK, this radio station plays me. I'm going to hit, you know, 500,000 people in that that range or whatever. So that was a lot harder. but. I think the difference is now you've got the reach. It's just a matter of yeah. how do I tune it? You know, how do I get it to the right people? I can touch anybody in the world, but how do I get there? Absolutely. Yeah. It's like, uh, we're so blessed thinking about in the old, like back in the day when it was like, you know, you have to go to, you have to go to a studio for them to give you a chance. Right. And then, you know, maybe you'll get played on your local radio and, you know, I just like I was I was reading a book about Elvis. My dad's a huge fan of Elvis and growing up in the house we would always have Elvis playing mm-hmm. and I became a huge fan of him and I read a book of just how he started and I was just I was amazed at how once in a lifetime that chance is. Like that's like how does that doesn't happen for everyone. 
But now we've been given this thing called the internet and it can literally happen for anyone. So yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. We're super blessed to be, uh, to be able to have the reach that we do. And like I said, like, um, when I first put out that project and it got on new music Friday, Canada, well, it says right at the top, these are the best new tracks in Canada. I was like, what? Right. You know, like it was just, it's surreal. And like, it's crazy that Spotify and Apple and all those people hold that power. Yeah. Like they can, they can blow you up if they want. Like they can put you on new music Friday, like America, which has 3 million listeners Mm -hmm. and, or yeah, 3 million followers or 4 million. Like that's my, that's my next goal is to get on new music Friday. So let's just manifest that. But um yeah it's like it's crazy it's like they can they can literally make you just with a click of that click of a button it's crazy so yeah we're super blessed and uh if anyone from spotify ever listens to this thank you so much (laughs) (laughs) i hope they do because you know i I publish this on on spotify and and apple and everything too so you know hopefully that yeah they they listen to it and they give me a boost as well um (laughs) you know it's all about networking 100 percent um so yeah, let, let's dive into kind of your um, your songwriting style and and the material that you write. Let's you know tell people kind of what you go through in a in a writing process for yourself. Yeah, um, so you know what? It's something like like I said, I have no musical background and I have no. It's just something that comes natural. I just hum along i hear the beat or i hear the production or i hear a guitar and i sit down with the guitar and i just play three or four chords and i just make different melodies um but like as of right now i've been diving into a lot of because i am getting into um the emo alternative rock scene Mm -hmm. i've been starting to write more like those songs i'm finding you know i think i think like obviously when i was doing r&b i was trying to sing r&b songs it kind of felt a little bit forced at some time Mm -hmm. and um you know like i'm forcing like how to come off like this has just been so natural to me just writing about things um you know in my past things i'm going through now um, things other people have gone through. I like to take other people's experiences for sure. Um, you know, relationships and stuff like that. So basically I just throw it on and I start, and I just start writing. I just start writing what I feel and how I feel about that beat and, you know, where, and then it just becomes something. It's just so natural right now. There's not even a process. It's just like, it just happens for me. It's crazy. Yeah. So. And that may be the, yeah. the best type of music, you know, when it, when you're not having to sit <laughs> yeah. there and be like, damn it, I can't come up with the next line versus <laughs> just being able to, to write and okay, I, I can make this work at some point. Um, and how, how do you do that? Yeah. Are you very, um, is it all like saved notes in your phone or are you like a pen and paper kind of guy? No, I'm a, I'm a save notes in my phone guy because I'll be I'll be driving or I'll be you know and I'll pull over and I'll just I'll just write in um, I'll just I'll think of like a hook idea or something right. you know so it's very sporadic. Um, I did buy I bought a, a, a notebook and a pen but I haven't opened <laughs> it yet. But I used to like when I first started I used to write all my rap in bars which mm-hmm. I didn't even know were bars, but I was just doing it naturally, just like, you know. Um, 
it was like I was just writing them down and I found like a couple of my old journals and I was like, Oh my god, that's hilarious. <laughs> and uh but yeah, no, my 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 iPhone has can you get like a note? Uh, let's see how many I have. I think you can get like a total no. Maybe you can't. Uh, there is somewhere. Um, I think it's in the settings. When uh, you look at like storage. All iCloud notes, 800, 888. Wow. wow. 888 <laughs> iCloud notes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's solid. And like, I'm, I'm kind of a... Lo- <laughs> um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's crazy. I have a ton of stuff. I mean, it's good, though, because now you've got, you know, even if they're just one line in some of those those notes, like it's easier to go back and look at stuff and be like, ah, you know, I've got something for this. I know what's going to fit in this this melody or whatever. Um, Of course, 880 notes. The real trick's just finding the one that you're looking for. But yeah, for (laughs) sure. Yeah, that dates back to. well, probably started 2018. That's probably that's probably that. But yeah, man, and you know, I write every day, um, pretty much every day. But like it's what you were saying about like um, you know not being able to think of the next line, like writer's block and stuff right. like that. If I have writer's if I have writer's block, then it's not coming natural, and I'm gonna push something that doesn't even make sense and probably end up changing later. So I just stop. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna. Like, I've been there where I've worked on songs and worked on songs, and it's not happening, it's not happening. And then eventually I'll just put it down. I'll be like, either I'm moving on to the next one, or we're just, we're not, we're not doing this one at all. And I, you yeah. know, so. Yeah. It, or, yeah. Or maybe, just, you know, a couple yeah. days later, something hits you and you're like, ah, oh, shit, there it is, you know, and mm-hmm. you can jump back into it. Yeah. I'm very picky with the way that I sound, too. I've become super critical, hyper critical about myself. <laughs> And about how I sound on the beat. So if it's if I'll know in the first three seconds if that beat will work with my voice or not at this point. Right. So it's like, you know, because I don't produce my own stuff now. So I have I have a producer um, that sends me stuff daily, and we right now have about ten, ten to fifteen demos stacked for when things finally open up and I can fly back to Toronto and record. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've been working every day and. We've been working every day for the past three months, and I have ten to fifteen demos that kind of like shows like I'm very I'm very picky. Like yeah. I just I won't yeah, but it's just come with time, you know. I just I want it to be perfect. I I want to love it, and like I said, like I mean I'm sure you hear it all the time. A lot of people hate their own music <laughs> after it comes out and they listen to it, and I I definitely feel that. Yeah, I was talking to a, an artist not too long ago, and they said exactly that about their newest uh, album. And they were like, "I love the album, but I wish we wouldn't have put this one song on there." You know, like we we Oof, did so yeah. well, and that one song after after everything was all said and done, they're like listening to it back as a, a complete unit. I'm like, it just doesn't work, and that that's I think where that's you're nice. at is like, I don't want to do this. That's my nightmare. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's technically why I haven't done a project in the last <laughs> little bit. It's because I've been so just uns- unsure. And I'm getting better and growing. So it's like I still don't think I've hit my peak. And what I put out, I don't want to hate. So, yeah, definitely feel that. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, just a couple weeks ago, uh, you hit a million streams on, on Spotify under the, the August Brody project. So 
Um, yeah. You know, congratulations on that. But obviously that means something's working, that's right? Fine. You know, that's you've been out for roughly two years and already hit the million mark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a big one. I've been like my Spotify for artists or whatever. I've been looking at that thing and I've been, I, I mean, I think, I think I said at the beginning of this year, I told my friends, I said, I have to hit a million by, by summer. Yeah. I was like, that's, that's just, I, I talk about a lot of the stuff that happens. So that's why I stay manifesting and stay positive because like everything I say has been happening, which, so, you know, yeah. Um, but yeah, man, a million streams, it's crazy. And I think people start to like, you know, take you a little more seriously. And like, I didn't even like, it's always from my angle of things. I'm obviously looking at it from a total different perspective than everyone else sees me. Like that's how, that's how I look at it. And it's like, you know, like after that, it was like, things have just started. I don't know. Like the puzzle pieces are finally coming together. Like it's like, you know, and we're turning and August Brody is turning into an artist and it's, you know, it's, uh, yeah, things are getting serious, but yeah, man, a million streams. Yeah. And I, I think you're right. You know, but I think that's, it's it's never written anywhere it's one of those unwritten rules by the gatekeepers if you will but you know once you once you cross certain thresholds that's when some of the like management companies or record labels will start looking at you a little more seriously like okay maybe this kid's on to something you know like let's let's watch oh, yeah. him a little bit we'll start entertaining some some conversation or whatever or, you know you've already hooked up with a, a great producer but you know that sort of stuff too is where mm-hmm. like some producers are like, ah, you know, I need you to have a following before I'm going to work with you. They don't want to put their name on somebody that they don't think is going to make it or can't see if it's going to make it. 100%. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. I agree. That's, uh, you know, it's it definitely, it's a badge. Right. Um, it doesn't feel like, it doesn't feel like anything anymore. It was cool for that one day. <laughs> right. But now I just want more. And I knew that would happen. Um, I don't know if I'll ever be, um, you know, content with like, kind of like, just like happy with just one thing. Like, I think I'm always pushing for that next. So, um, you know, here's the 2 million and hopefully a hundred thousand monthly listeners by the end of summer. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, I agree. And I think, man, some people are just so, I mean, a lot of these producers too are signed by labels, the good ones, you know, like the ones that are really popping out hit and um but yeah definitely my email has been crazy yeah <laughs> and i've been on a lot of phone calls and there's been people reaching out that i would have never thought hot would have reached out and i've gotten recognition from a lot of artists that i do look up to um that i never thought would recognize me so right. yeah it's pretty cool and it's cool to be on the same playlist as them and yeah. you know um yeah so yeah definitely a dream come true for sure yeah well, you celebrated by by dropping the the newest single, "Selfish." Um, yeah, let's, let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, it instantly um, the girls over at Big Picture and I worked together on all kinds of stuff. And when um, Gabriella sent that to me, I was like, I played it, and then I went back and played it again because I didn't feel like I gave it enough attention the first time. You know, I was like at work mm-hmm. or something. So I played it that second time, sure. and I'm like, all right, yep, I'm in. Let's start looking through the, the catalog. So um, let's tell listeners a little bit about, like, the backstory on it and just kind of, um, you know, where you were at when you wrote that. Yeah, so Selfish. Um, so another one, this is another one that was um, kind of loosely based on relationships. 
um, from the past. And, you know, I just think there's a point. I think selfish has such a, it's such a funny word because it's always kind of looked at as a negative trait Mm -hmm. or something, you know, like something where it's like to be selfish, that's not good, you know. But at some point in your life, you have to be selfish for the good. So that was kind of, that's where I got that from. And like, I've been in multiple relationships where like, you know, my friends have been in multiple relationships where they've given their all to someone, every single thing. And they're just not receiving that energy back. And at one point you're like, yo, like you got to go do what you have to do. It's not about, you know, you need to stop being, uh, you need to start being selfish. So that's kind of where we took that from. Um, and yeah, that was kind of, I, I, I love selfish personally. I think it, it was a quick drop because we were excited to hit a million. We're like, you know what, let's get some, let's get some music out for people because now, you know, and I think it's a very personal song too. It gets, it gets, it gets deep and it's not, it's not just like a, you know, commercial pop hit. It's, there's definitely a lot of emotion and what we did with the guitar in the second verse is just so unique and different that I was just like, what? Like, like the switch up, like it's just such an emotional ride. And I think it just captures that entire feeling of having to be that way. So I think it's just like at one point you're really sad in the beginning, you know, it sucks. And like, you're really down low and that's when it's soft and it's, you know, and then it comes in and it's like, no, fuck this. And then it's like that guitar kicks in and you're like, no, okay, this is like, all right, like, I have to be selfish. Like, you know, this is it. And then I just think, I think that whole song and what my one buddy that I share all my music with is absolutely in love with that song. And he's just like, I just love the ride it takes me on. And when he said that, I was like, okay. Cause I was going to, I was going to scrap it. Right. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> an course. impressive uh, so, feat And there. I was like, yeah, man, like I was going to scrap it. And like, I was like, no. I don't know if I'm feeling it a hundred percent, but once I heard that and I started playing it for the boys and we were kind of talking about it, it was just like, okay, like this is, and he's like, dude, this is the best song you've made in a while. And I was like, wow, really? You think that? And sure enough. So yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of what it's about. It's just yeah. about that feeling where it's, it's time to take a stand in your own life and act selfish. And I think everyone can relate to that. Yeah, for sure. And I, I that's yeah. pretty much exactly how I, I received it when I, you know, listened to it that second time was, like you said, the, the intro, you're kind of like, ah, you know, a little mopey or whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it. Um, but sure, then the, emo. Yeah, then, mm-hmm. then that flip happens where it's it's almost becomes like an anthem, like, okay, it, yeah. I'm going to be selfish for me because this is killing me or this is, you know, sucking my energy out and I have to sh- to cut that off. I have to do what's good for me. Exactly. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, it's solid, man. <laughs> definitely. Uh, Thanks, man. Definitely. You know, something that I think is is got so much potential too, as as kind of a summer jam. You know, that's something that you could be cruising down the road with the windows down and and the radio up and kind of scream along with it in a sense. So, um, definitely feeling that. For sure. Yeah, I agree, hundred percent. It's uh, it definitely can't became an anthem and. You know, it's so funny with music, the ride it takes to get it out to people and, you know, to, um, but I think this one is definitely going to be a long game one where it, uh, where it shines a little bit later on, oh, yeah. um, more so, um, for sure. But I love it. And I was just happy to put it out. I, I like 
you know, always when I'm dropping, I'm always like, well, did I market this correctly? Like, did, but at that time, it just felt right. And, uh, you know, I think Spotify received it. I think they made a couple of playlists. So, yeah, we were good. It was yeah. all good. It got, it got the love that it deserves and it, it'll continue on. And that's what's cool about music, man. I want to make some stuff that lasts, not just like the summer, you know? Right. I want you to listen to it in two, three, four, ten years and be like, shit, this was dope. So Yeah, for sure. Um, it actually made, we've got a playlist that we update every Friday with just adding new tracks onto it. Um, so it's just ever-growing. And it's called Weekend Waves, and we threw that on there as as one of the front runners of of that week because it was oh awesome yeah Thanks, it, it was one like I said I hit play kind of you know kept doing work at at work and then it ended and I was like now nah, hold on I got to go back and I I literally <laughs> went on break and yeah. played it a second time so that I could like focus on it and I was like yeah this is this is some shit man thanks man appreciate that yeah absolutely. Um, so obviously COVID fucked everybody's world up for, for 2020, but, um, do you have plans to do some, some like music videos to, to accompany some of the, the music that you're working on? Hell yeah. So we just dropped the long distance video. So that's out now. Um, the long distance video was actually world premiered on MTV, which was crazy. That was just last week. Um, so they played it on the live request show on MTV okay. uh, on their YouTube live, which, yeah, crazy. Uh, yeah, my boy Kevin set that up for me. Amazing guy, host of MTV. It's awesome. Um, we got long distance. We were talking about a selfish video to, uh, that's just kind of in the talks, but right now I have a single that's about to come out in two weeks. So basically we had a million and it was like, okay, let's drop shit. We, let's just keep going. Yeah. And you know, so, so I've been setting up stuff with, uh, Katie and Gabriella there. And, um, yeah, we got a song coming out in two weeks that has a music video and I've never dropped a music video with a song. So we're gonna, we're gonna do that. So yeah. So the playing for keeps is coming out and I think it's one of my best songs to date. And, uh, yeah, we're going to get a music video for it. It's already done. I have it. And uh, it looks amazing. I think it encapsulates the whole vibe of the song really well. Once again, highly unique. I did it at home, so it's all local. Nice. Um, Yeah, man, I love it. And it's simple. You know, we did it through social distancing, blah, blah, blah. Right. (laughs) Right. It's just me and a camera. Um, But, yeah, man, it's going to be... uh, can be great so yeah definitely definitely following up with uh content like content is key in in my opinion yeah for sure well and especially you know mm-hmm. through through all of this covid crisis that nobody expected right like nobody could have planned for anything that that's happened since this news broke and nobody expected it i think to go as long as it has so you know you see it you know there's uh, I couldn't even tell you how many bands that are doing different live streams and trying to put on live oh, stream yeah. shows and that sort of stuff because it's like we we have music we want to per- perform but we're not allowed to go anywhere you know like Silverstein uh, for example some some fellow Canadians there um, yeah they dude. they were on tour when COVID happened and they had to to stop their 20th anniversary tour and go home you know like uh. how, how bad does that suck. Man, and like you know what, I uh, it's like 
I can't wait to play a live show, dude. Because right. like you, you must feel like a god on that stage, and I think that's just like the coolest thing to have people who are screaming your lyrics back at you. That's like that's a dream, obviously. Um, but yeah, man, that probably sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thriving <laughs> in it, but but that probably sucks really bad. Yeah. But, but I, I think I think you're right though. You know, content is king. You know, there's definitely been bands that have almost taken it like a vacation. And it's like, okay, cool, we're oh, for sure. we're not doing anything. Okay, but yeah. why? You know, like, yeah, yeah, it doesn't make I sense. Agree. To me. I think the people that are, yeah, I think the people that are working behind the scenes right now are going to come out on top, and that's like, you know, like it's the people that are like, oh man, I can't do anything. This sucks. Like, blah blah blah. It's like, no man, work harder. This is like for this is a test to see if you can withstand like. You know, because when this all opens up again, then everything's back to normal, and you, you've been grinding that whole time. It's like nothing changes. You just yeah. you're still going. It's, you know, and consistency is absolutely key in this. That's what I've learned. Um, you know, you could be shit. You could be shitty and like put out music <laughs> every day, right. and by eventually you'll get better. Like you know what I mean? And it's just like that's it's just consistency. And putting in front of people, and then if your product's great, then bonus, good job. <laughs> well, and and what better time to to make connections to fans, right? Like nobody can really yeah. get out and do a whole lot, so you've got more attention. Hundred percent. Like the attention span yeah. of the average person nowadays, because of the internet, is so short. But now they're all stuck inside, and all they can do is be online. Why would we not put out as much content as we can and get in front of everybody? Absolutely, yeah. Like, I mean, people are bored right now. It's like, just like you said, they just want stuff to look at and listen to. And you know, everyone likes the excitement of new music and new videos. And that was definitely something that I was lacking, and that I realized when all this happened. That I don't have any videos of myself <laughs> out there. Like, no one even really knows like what I look like if you don't have Instagram and you don't know me. You know? Right. And I think I think it's so important to connect with your fans, and I'm excited to uh, start that journey. Um, over this next little bit, you know, doing interviews and opening up and getting people and doing videos and, you know, becoming a popular artist. And, you know, it's crazy. I have like fans, like people that love my stuff. And it's like, whoa, you know, it's crazy. And I, and I take the time to talk to everyone. And I try to reply on comments. I, I, I don't agree with artists that don't do that. That's yeah. not, you know. Yeah, but that that goes back to you can tell who's in it for passion versus who's exactly. in it as a business yeah. and just wants the money. Hundred percent. And I, I think you know one thing that you're doing super well is that that interaction on social media and stuff, and you know playing into hopefully COVID goes away soon and stuff can start yeah. opening up and shows can happen again. You know, if you think about it, and I'm sure this is where your head's been at with it. All those people that you're connecting with, the second you announce a show near them, fuck yeah, we're going to be there. You know what I mean? They're instantly bought into that because they yeah. want to come meet the guy that they've they've interacted with and that they're they're digging his music and now's their chance. So you're you're doing nothing but basically pre-selling tickets at this point for shows that are going to happen at some point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just building, just building the brand and building the uh, building the fan base and just building, just building August Brody. I'm growing too, and 
you know, I ho- and everyone's and everyone that listens to my music will grow with me, and I think that's special. So definitely, yeah. Awesome, man. So that's yes, basically sir. everything I've got for you. But I do like to uh, close out before I let you plug everything, and you know, we'll link socials and stuff like that too, and and all sure. that. But uh, I always like to try to give one or two just oddball kind of fun questions at the end. So sure. for for yours. Uh, number one is going to be um, if you could collaborate with any artist in any genre, alive or dead, who are you going to hook up with? Oh, <laughs> I had me and my buddy were like smashed the other night, and we we said this, but we did we did three. But you're saying one, eh? But if um, you if you want to do three, you can do three. I'll allow it. <laughs> no, no, it's good. I'll do one. Uh, man, if I could collab with any artist, dead or alive, who would it be? Wow. You know what? I'd probably collaborate with... Oh, man. Oh, man, there's so many. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to say... I'm going to say Elvis Presley, man. Solid. Um, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to say Elvis Presley. I'm going to say younger Elvis Presley. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when he was first popping off and yeah. things were really happening for him. One, I mean, the guy is an absolute legend. Two, I could get an autograph from my dad. He'd love that. Right. And uh, three, man, yeah, I think he definitely shaped a lot of what I looked at as a star, uh, like the way he did things. I mean, the guy joined the army, you know what I mean? Like he went to war because he had to. That was like what he had to do and then came back and did movies. So, yeah, I would definitely, he's a a legend. And, yeah, I would definitely pick Elvis Press. Awesome. Yeah, and I I think that'd be, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of an interesting showcase, you know, because if you're talking younger Elvis, you're talking a little bit more on the rocky side versus the blues type of side, you know, and, uh, yeah. you know, yeah. melding that with what you've got going on. I think there could be some real, real interesting setup there. hundred percent. Yeah. So, uh, the last one is going to be just stupid off the wall, like goofy type of deal. <laughs> but, uh, sure. if, if you could join the cast of any cartoon, what would you join? Oh man. Any any cartoon? Oh man, uh, Bugs Bunny. Okay, yeah, solid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hundred percent, man. Those backdrops and all those <laughs> zany characters, dude. Yeah, yeah, that would be a ton for sure. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> I was thinking um, for myself. Somebody asked me that question the other day, and I was like, I don't know. That's yep. just, like kind of a stupid question, but whatever. Um, but I, I went to, uh, Animaniacs. I'm like, you know, that, that show was just so fucking ridiculous that why would I not want to be a part of something like that? Yeah. And like, that's how I feel about Looney Tunes too. It's crazy. I love how they just have all these different storylines with these different characters. I loved Looney Tunes growing up. That was a big, and then when Space Jam came out. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure how I feel about it. Yeah. So definitely. Yeah, not sure how yeah. I feel about the the supposed reboot or the sequel with uh, LeBron, but we'll see what happens there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, me neither, man. That's weird, but yeah, it, all right, it's a we'll classic, do, right? We'll you do know? it. Yeah, I, I'll watch yeah, it. Yeah, sometimes something. 
some things are just not meant to be done again. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And I think Space Jam might might be one of those. I'm pretty sure it's it's definitely on the list. <laughs> yeah. Awesome, man. So that's all I've got for you. Um, let's you know close it out with the kind of standard closing for you. Um, where can people find you? You know, just tag everything you want to tag spout off about whatever you want to spout off about, you know, like uh, free reign for as long as it takes you. For sure. Um, yeah. So you can find me on Instagram at August Brody on twin on Twitter at Brody August. Um, yeah. Uh, we just dropped a new, a new single, two new singles. So long distance and selfish. If you haven't heard those, go check those out. Also check the long distance music video that world premiered on MTV. So you have no excuse not to watch it. Um, and then we got a new single coming out. Make sure you stay tuned for that. I'm going to be setting up a pre-save link, uh, on my Instagram. Instagram is where you can mainly find me. And, uh, yeah, that one's playing for keeps and that's July 20, hold on fourth, I think. Yeah. That'd be that Friday, <laughs> two weeks yes, from sir. Friday. Yep. July 24th. And that's coming with a video. And I haven't even announced that yet, so you heard it first here. Awesome, man. I really appreciate it. Um, again, thanks for taking the thanks, time, and, and we'll definitely uh, blast your stuff as much as we can, and and hopefully COVID goes away and we'll be able to link up on tour or something soon. Cool, man. Sounds good, Josh. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. All right. Take care. You too. Later. Later. And that was my conversation with August Brody. Super cool dude. Really excited to see where he goes with all of this. Um, like I said in the, the interview there, I think the way that he's kind of mixing the different elements from emo and hip-hop and alternative rock and just these variety of, of sources... Um, he's, he's making this kind of new sound and even if you don't think that it's a new sound, you have to admit that he's doing it in his own way and it doesn't feel like or sound like what other people are putting out. And it's, it's really cool to see it's a fresh take on stuff. Um, and how about that breaking news? Uh, he's got a new single coming out going to be up just a couple days after this episode goes live on July 24th playing for keeps um, head over to his Instagram there's going to be pre-save links there uh, we're going to share it as soon as it's available he's going to have a music video for that and everything as well so definitely think you guys need to check that out um, and yeah again I appreciate you guys you know all the support and just everything you guys have, have done to, to show love to not only myself, but the different artists that we're working with and, and whatnot. As always, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, make sure you like or subscribe or follow to the podcast, depending on where you're listening to it. Um, hit us up on Instagram. Leave us a comment. You know, Tell us what you, you want us to uh, ask somebody or, you know, Maybe there's some artists that we haven't interviewed yet that you want us to interview. Uh, we have a lot of stuff in the pipeline, so you know we're always looking for more to to 
kind of just have have ready for you guys and make sure that it's content that you want. Um, and yeah, that's everything we have for you this week. Uh, tons of stuff coming up. Definitely keep your eyes peeled. Um, I'm going to take you out with a bit of August Brody and his song, Selfish. Remember, guys, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and you make the scene. Yeah, I've run it up. You're asking for a lot and I had enough. Why don't you come by and just pick up your stuff? You don't ever show me off or show me love. And that's because you've been so selfish. Now it's my turn. And I don't need your help, just let it all burn. If you couldn't tell, I'm good on my own Cause you don't show me love You switch up all the time And you just wanna fuck What's yours? Why? I guess I'm just selfish these days And you never saw it from my perspective That's just something I should I guess I'm just selfish these days You could love me and I would let it But when it all falls down, just accept it When it all falls down Don't you come crawling, don't you come crawling When it all falls down Don't you come crawling back to me